Hello and welcome to ACX Everywhere 2023. I'm Andrew Wilson and this episode is a series of candid conversations recorded at an ACX Everywhere meetup in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania in September of 2023. We recorded at the Philadelphia Ethical Society and we had a great time with ACX organizer Wes Fonsa of the Mindkiller podcast, along with some great takes on Russian literature and science fiction fan culture. We recorded on Petrov Day, and the reading that is discussed in the first part of the podcast, that reading can be found on Substack. Just go to Living Within Reason and look for Petrov Day. Uh, that's Wes's Substack. Please enjoy these conversations. This one's a little shorter, uh, but I think it punches above its weight. Talking to that part. Hello. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> hello, hello. Yes, I can hear you too. Perfect. Cool. I just want to say happy Petrov Day, and I just want to say thanks. That was actually, yeah, that was awesome. All right, thank you. The reading. It was uh, it was mostly from the the Less Wrong blog posts. Well, I'll probably try to link to that actually. Try to link to that actually. Just yeah, in the I, show think, notes. Uh, I think I'll probably publish my thing that I made on my Less Wrong account. Okay. If you want, if you want that. Awesome. And also, if you want to introduce yourself, awesome. If you want to use a pseudonym, also awesome. There is no, yeah, no people were. We're worried in D.C. about that, actually. So <laughs> I'm Wesley Fenza. I host a podcast, so it's, it makes no sense for me to try to be anonymous here. Well, shameless po- self-promotion, will you, uh, will you mention your podcast? I've I, listened to it. I host The Mind Killer, the rationalist brain on politics, where we keep the rationalist community informed of what's going on outside of the rationalist community. Yeah, and I like how you guys jump back and forth. Um, yeah, with different different people taking different things over the two weeks. Yeah, it's because we're lazy. <laughs> so I'm like, well, these are the stories I can talk about. So you guys talk about some other stuff. No, everyone's busy. Makes sense. Oh, but yeah, Petrov Day. Yeah, welcome if you want to introduce yourself. Like I said, go for it. If not, not. I'm Diana Briggs. Sometimes comment as Majuscule. Yeah, I do not have a blog or a podcast or a Substack or anything in particular just yet, but I do have two small children, so those things are related. <laughs> no, it's, no, the, the population crisis is, is real. So, yes. No, I have, yeah, my daughter's 17. Uh, you? Mine is three. She's almost four. Awesome. Uh, Diana's the only one really doing her part here. But <laughs> yeah, <two>. Exactly. <laughs> We're both contributing to the problem. Slackers. Still not quite above replacement rate. Uh, yeah. yeah. Which I tried. Almost. You're almost doing your part. Awesome. Yeah, but no, this is. Yeah, ACX everywhere, just going around and trying to give people a chance if they're not familiar with the community to hear what is discussed because I get I have like some of the most amazing conversations that I get in my life at ACX meetups, actually. I, I so. never know what I'm going to end up talking about. It's just so <laughs> random. It makes me happy. I'm a history person and it seems like I end up talking about history a lot. Maybe I just awesome. am drawn towards that side of the room. But yeah, uh, talking about the USSR and World War Two, and then we shifted to Singapore. And I, yeah, oh, I miss Singapore. All over the map. All right. Oh yeah, there was a there was a big Herbert Hoover conversation. Oh yeah. <laughs> that I had to step out of because <laughs> I was serving dim sum. <laughs> That's right. If you come to my meetup, you get free dim sum. Kabam. Also, you were talking this one better than your other, your other the other options you've tried for dim sum. Oh the uh, the yeah this was Tom's dim sum. It's better than. Uh, Jane's G, I think it was called. That place was eh, not very good. <laughs> but Noam was the best, but they're not open on Tuesdays. So we had to find a different place. Purses. I know. 
Also something, just asking, a lot of people in DC, it was their first meetup. It was big. It was bigger than I expected. And they, they actually, had, I think it's because the luminaries, as someone called them, were there. The George Mason. Yes, that's, that was, it was a little tongue in cheek, that comment. I thought it was funny. But oh, yeah, yeah, Meditations yeah. on Moloch for me. I read it on Hacker News one day and I just read it again. And then I read it again. And then I just, just started reading. And then some people started the meetup group in Sacramento and I got to find it. So it was awesome. We have we have a celebrity here, but nobody knew he was coming. Oh, really? Yeah, we have Tracing Woodgrains. Oh, snap. from the Blocked and Reported podcast. Sweet. And and the Mott. And oh. the Bailey. And the Bailey. <laughs> this is this the Bailey, or when he split off to what? What was it called? No, the Mott is the Reddit, the subreddit. I, I know. What the the Bailey is the podcast. Okay, but he did he start his own podcast? No, his own. Oh, the schism. Substack. Yeah. No, I think that was. I think that was somebody else. Okay. Or I guess I thought he was part of that. Hey, asshole! <laughs> <laughs> no, not you. No, not you. Oh yeah, that oh, was him. That was right. There it is. Okay. Good, good, good. Nailed it. We're bragging about the celebrity at our. Yes, yeah. you are. You are going to be very famous. <laughs> 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 Honored. Excellent. Yes. That asshole. But no, the randomness, and also at ACX meetups, if you think you're educated about something, maybe someone deep dived on it the month before, and they they have very strongly worded, like strong opinions that they can absolutely back up, right? That is what happens, and it's always Ben who has deep dived on it. <laughs> he he hosts the less wrong meetup. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. So he's always like, "Well, that's interesting because," and then he gives you a ten minute lecture. on <laughs> everything he knows about the topic, which is way more than anyone else does. Yes, it's true. Deal with that like relatively well multiple times. Like after a while, I might get, I don't know. No, I love it. It's my favorite. <laughs> uh, whenever Ben shows up, I'm like, yes, <laughs> tell me all about stuff. <laughs> so then I can, then I can argue with you from a place of ignorance <laughs> and fooled. It's the best. It is. Charm versus knowledge. Ooh, snappity snap. Sorry. No, totally. I'm, I'm charmed. Yeah. <laughs> Which is very powerful, actually, it turns out, in the world and human systems. What I mean by that it is... It really depends on what you're trying to accomplish, but yeah. I mean, like, you are clearly a lawyer because you can persuade people of anything. That's, I mean, if only that were true. <laughs> that doesn't seem true around here. I can't just persuade Ben of anything. He knows too much. <laughs> It's, it could be said of anybody in the room, though, because that's what I love about the ACX comments is, he, you know, someone says something about like fusion energy and then someone chimes in. I'm one of the world's leading experts in fusion and blah, <laughs> yeah. blah, 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 blah. And, you know, so, you know, you just you feel like the you're swimming, you're breathing some rarefied air. Yeah. And then some college student comes in and is like, actually, <laughs> we are working on this. <laughs> no, it's it's amazing. And also one thing. I enjoy is the um, the very strong social norms in the ACX comments section. Mm. Mostly like a fear of the ban hammer, which is wielded like judiciously, but also like in a pretty intense way. I think that's one of the real keys to it. You know, people can feel like you get an ad hominem attack and the ban hammer is coming. Like, I think that's generally like yeah. true, the vast majority. Yeah, of I don't participate in comments. Okay. Section. I just, I don't, the format just doesn't do it for me. Blog comments used to do blog comments and it's just... I don't know, man. I'm a Discord guy. I like Discord. Fair enough. I hang out on the um, the Bayesian conspiracy Discord all the time. Okay, um, that's where I that's where I hang out with rationalists. Uh, that's good other, to know. Other than here, see, I get I get tips. 
for all the all the things doing this too. Oh yeah, the Bayesian conspiracy Discord is the best one. Okay, cool. And I we never ban anybody. We just kind of like make fun of them until they leave. Oh, I like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, social shaming. Yeah, but some of them don't leave. So we've got a couple of like dumb socialists <laughs> and like a troll or two. But, you know, everyone knows who they are. Get mad though at people arguing with the socialists. Because I'm like, guys, come on. They're just they're just saying dumb stuff. We've had this fight before. Just ignore them. <laughs> yeah, there's different flavors of dumb socialism for yeah. sure. I just couldn't get into the Discord. Just honestly don't have bandwidth for much more than tossing a comment in if I'm really interested in something. I occasionally go to the Reddit, but hang out there less and less, to be honest. It's just, a, you know, I got I to gotta allocate my brain carefully. Yeah, I feel but, like conceptually the Reddit should be better because you, like, see the best stuff elevated to the top. Totally. But I don't know. I like Discord because you can have a conversation. It's true. I, it's the comment section on ACX kind of is a real life version of something I thought the world needed a long time before I discovered it. Which, when I learned the word, the phrase "tone policing" from a friend, <laughs> I got really angry at people for being so like nasty and snarky and something. And well, maybe you should have been a little less angry. Well, yeah, I know, <laughs> but I got called out tone policing, and I thought the world needs are forums where just. Someone takes it upon themselves to just tone police the hell out of everything to maintain a certain level of rigor and civility. And yeah, no, I, I think good things come from that. And I think that, you know, if, if you're at a level of, I don't know, profile that the main ACX substack is, then I think you probably need to do that just to keep, to keep things up. Yep. I tone police on the Discord. <laughs> I don't, I don't do it that much anymore because. I don't know. People seem to like the norms have kind of been established. Totally. But it started like three years ago, uh, maybe more than that, maybe like four years ago, when there was lots of fights going on about like what the social norms were going to be. So there was lots of tone policing happening. Uh, you know, I actually, you know where I hang out now? Where's that? Twitter. I really with the post rats. Oh, I am. I yeah. am also on there. Oh, yeah. uh, teapot ish. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. Absolutely. With the Twitter yeah. handle. Anti Dark Jedi. Anti Dark. I never heard of you. That's because I lurk mostly. Uh, yeah, mostly. Oh, Mo oh sub hundred followers. Oh God, right now, baby. no. Yeah, peasants. Oh, I didn't know I was talking peasants. to such a dork. <laughs> I'll move farther away if you want. If I'm going to contaminate you, I'm not even on Twitter. Yeah. Well, that's no. That's favorite. cool. No, it, Twitter. It's like watching the French Revolution like virtually every day. Like it's just it's it's so much <laughs> it's so much fun. Like yeah, and also it's virtual, which is healthier than real. French Revolution programs or whatever. And like every other day, there's just like a discourse that everyone's talking about. Oh, yeah. And they're all stupid. Yep. They're all terrible. Yep. Someone was like referring to non-Twitter discourse? No, Twitter? it's all it's all a Twitter discourse. Yeah. Somebody just makes a post and everyone shares it and comments on it. Yep. And they're like, here's my take on this. Yep. And like nine out of the ten takes are terrible, but then one is perfect. Yep. And also there's this kind of postmodern like trolling not trolling thing where the line you don't know sometimes because like they're really intelligent a lot of these people in the trolling is like very high high level and so it's right on that line yeah. where it's like people and then people normies react and like it's a funny because obviously <laughs> they're trolling you know and it's just like i don't yeah i don't know this twitter was inflicted on me because i went to vibe camp you did. Okay. Yes. Other people, yes, I've talked to people 
Who went? Yeah. I did not go. I followed. Yeah, online. I thought about it. What well, was your? What was your go on next that? year? It was awesome. Yeah, that's, that's what I talk to these people now. Perfect. I was like, ah, oh, man, I didn't want to join Twitter, but I like you guys, so <laughs> now I have to. Totally. <laughs> yeah. No. Like Agnes Coward. Like I, I totally wanted to, wanted to talk to her. Mm-hmm. And yes, Robin Handsome. <laughs> Robin Handsome. <laughs> yeah, the T-shirt. See, it's a it's a Twitter joke, you see, because some was it Brooke who you said the, the, the picture Robin Handsome yeah, T-shirt it was Brooke. <laughs> Me and Brooke are buds now. Oh, dude, I appreciate. I went and hung out at our house last time I was in San Francisco. That's awesome. And we talked about our love lives. Damn, love it. I can show you this picture, Joe. Yeah, Joe, uh, the Houston meetup organizer. He was at forecasting forecasting thing the that manifest? was just happening. yeah absolutely it's, was it just called manifest i think it was just called manifest they really should have yeah. called it manifest destiny <laughs> <laughs> absolutely that that word is gonna be making a comeback yeah uh, i guess manifold markets manifest it's all right makes yeah. sense manifold destiny Manif- man- no. Ooh, no that would have been even worse yeah this is the shirt robin hansen this is robin hansen <laughs> that's awesome uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, no, totally. So, yeah, but these, but it's like Twitter, this weird Twitter thing, yeah, manifests in the real world in interesting ways. So, cool. No, Vibe Camp next year, 100%. Manifests, you see. You see, threw that right wow. in there. I have like a million women on my Facebook telling you, me to manifest things. Should, Diana, you should come to Vibe Camp next year because we're bringing Roxy. Maybe help manifest that. You should bring your kids. That'd be fun. They have a babysitter. Oh, we could have like baby rationalists. These are like post drafts yeah. who are like, no, like want to have who got back to the having kids as a source of lasting meeting and purpose and all those things. Yeah, yeah those pronatalist influencers were there. Fucking A, which is I refreshing. I to, to come here. Somebody mentioned that they live around here. Who's this? The, I don't even remember what their names. I, I was the Collinses, I think. Okay, pronatalist. Yeah, they're like these pronatalist influencers. Perfect. And somebody on our Discord was like, yeah, they live around here. I was like, tell them to come to the meetup. How many kids do they have? Uh, I think they have like four and they have like crazy names. Okay. Perfect. I don't know these people better. And apparently they're trying to get some documentarian to make them look insane. They said they want to be the next Tiger King. (laughs) That is genius, actually. Genius. (laughs) Oh, man. Like the kids are like the wild, wind like, swept hair. I think one of the kids' names was like Excalibur or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But there, no, their whole thing is like you have to make like a family culture. And I think they're just LARPers who like just really get into stuff. Perfect. Well, now they're going to have to yeah. show up to this meetup and defend themselves. Right? Obviously. Come to the meetup, you cowards. <laughs> Come at me, psychologist. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but yeah. But there's like, Post rats are all pretty pronatalist. Mm-hmm. So one of the things about Vibe Camp is they're like, we want to make it kid friendly. So they have like a separate uh, cabin for parents to stay in with the kids. All the parents like help each other out watching the kids and they hire a babysitter in the evening to watch the kids so the parents can go like have fun and do stuff. Sounds. Um, my husband also reads ACX. I actually found out about it through him. So we talk about our kids sometimes using sort of like the the language of like oh look at her building her priors like (laughs) you know as she walked bucket over her head into the wall you know totally you're watching a neural net now how to being an educated now how did you update (laughs) get a clear bucket (laughs) she didn't think of that but yeah that might bring our kids somewhere we were looking for like 
all-inclusive vacation spot where we would have childcare on site. So vibe king, yeah. <laughs> there it is. No, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going. And I heard there was someone podcasting that was just setting up and doing something similar to this there, but I don't know if you're familiar if you saw that. But someone who has a podcast that was like, me. That was you. I did that. Do you, do you like what I did there with that intro? Yeah. Perfect. So how did that go? How did you find that was it? Good. I mean, it was like uh, vibe camp in general. Oh, yeah, oh, no, awesome. no, the recording. Oh, the, like, the, the point like, we only record for like 40 minutes. Still. It was great. Yeah. We just like, we told people we were doing it. So a couple of people came by to talk to us, but mostly we just awesome. grabbed people who walked in. Hell yeah. And we're like, hey, come talk to us. Love that. Yeah. Uh, can I find that on the interwebs or no? Yeah. It's on, so my, it's on the Mind Killer feed. It is. Okay, cool. Yeah. Find scroll it. back to June. Cool. It's like awesome. a bonus episode. No, I loved, I, I didn't know that. I will definitely check that out. Yeah. Cool. We called it the Vibe Killer. <laughs> <laughs> just walk into the room a vibe exactly. boom hits the floor <laughs> no and also i love science fiction so yeah i asked ryan kaplan about science fiction at the other one and he shot it down and said read russian literature instead so i'm a little i'm a little sympathetic to this but dork which <laughs> russian literature he talked about tolstoy a lot mostly he went into war and peace and just said yeah that was awesome i've read mostly dostoevsky only but I feel like I was a Russian major and I feel Ooh. like I feel like there needs to be some sort of confessional I can go into like forgive me professor I have sinned I majored in Russian and I never actually finished the whole Tolstoy novel right like, um, yeah. <laughs> now you have cleansed your soul you can go out and be forgiven by all your fellow Russian linguists yeah it was he they're not going to forgive you no, I started Anna Karenina like six times. And I never actually got See, to the end. I did that with War and Peace three times, and I never, yeah, never, never finished. All it. right, you heard it here, folks. Russian literature is boring. <laughs> Read American literature instead. Good, clean American literature. Read Kurt Vonnegut. Way better than Ooh. Tolstoy. No, that's just Tolstoy. You should read Andre Bielli. He's a little bit of a beast. You just made that name up. No, it's Bielli. Andre Bocelli. Yeah. Andre, well, I, I'm not familiar. What's the, what's the name? He's wrote, an opera singer. No, he wrote he wrote called Petersburg. There's another book. I'm going to mess up the guy's name, but it was called The Petty Demon. It was actually really interesting. The Petty Demon? And of course, Master and Margarita. Yes. That's a classic. Book. Master and Margarita. We were just talking about That's science not, fiction a little bit. made all that You up. would like that book. You would love it. It's a classic. Oh, yeah. It's The, the Devil. I do like The Devil. <laughs> well, kabam. It's a great character. All right. <laughs> Nancy, yep. come come take over here. I got to uh, probably get to go start cleaning up. He's hosting. But yes, if you want to come, Nancy, we, we said we wanted to talk a little bit about sci-fi. So All right. Yeah, I sweet. love sci-fi. Okay. Yeah. Can you hear? How's that? Can you hear yourself? Yes. Yeah. Perfect. And then when it does a little audio mastering, it'll actually make maybe make you a little louder. But welcome. You are welcome to introduce yourself if you like. You also don't have to. Okay. I'm Nancy Lebovitz. Good to meet you, Nancy. Good to meet you. And yeah, we were talking about science fiction quite a bit intensely earlier, uh, which was awesome. I really enjoy science fiction. You do too. We were also just talking about the benefits of uh, Russian literature. Yeah, so. I was dropping some names. Russian Russian literature I enjoyed, but uh, but I've not had enough time for reading in the past few years. And Nancy is an avid reader. Yeah, yeah. Although there's too much science fiction to keep up with. Yeah. No, and it's hard to know. It's hard for me to trust new writers. Like I just, I don't know if I'm just used to my. My, my classics or my stuff that I've read multiple times, but maybe some, yeah, but we were talking about solar punk actually and more positive science fiction, I think a little bit versus cyberpunk and the, the dystopian. Yeah. I haven't read a lot of solar punk. Um, there's 
one by Ruthanna Emrys that I'm, well, planning to get around to, which is, I understand from the summary, mm -hmm. people are rebuilding the Earth and then aliens are offering us a new planet, but some people really want the old project. Mm. That's an interesting premise. Mm -hmm. It is, yeah. I mean, do you have any, have you read anything great that's blown your mind lately, Nancy? Well, actually, the thing that's catching my attention at the moment is not science fiction. It's The Mask of Apollo by Mary Renault. Oh, I have that book on my shelf and I've never read it. I am ignorant of this book. So can you can you talk a little bit about it? Yeah, it's ancient Greek. It's, it's from the point of view of an actor. And it's partly he's a devotee of Apollo and occasionally Apollo works through him. Um, but he's also a very snarky person, as many actors are, and with many political opinions and opinions of other actors. Yeah, that, that sounds sounds right to me in terms of the few actors I have known. Yeah. That's a great recommendation. Yeah. And you're you're in the middle of it? Yeah. Oh, let me see. I could plug another book. Life, Perfect. Light from Uncommon Stars. Life of Uncommon Stars? Light from Uncommon. Light from Uncommon Stars. Yeah, I'm spacing on the author's name, but it's got a, well, it's got a lot of violin playing. Uh-huh. And there's a demon. And there's aliens with a donut shop. And it's only like okay. 300 pages. It's nice. Hard-hitting. It's got a lot going on in it. It's like the good old-fashioned stuff from before word processors. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. This is a fun thing about doing these two is like getting recommendations for all types of different media and just all kinds of things like books, websites, like, yeah, blogs, podcasts, all of it. So, yeah, but I was, the thing was that I was thinking about, I was saying earlier that, you know, some people come to rationals and say, oh, my people. But from my point of view, they're not so different from science fiction fans who are my original people. Adjacent tribes, like with a lot of overlap. I, uh, there's overlap in terms of people, but it's also just the very wide-ranging interests, the curiosity about everything. But I think one thing is that uh, rationalists are a much newer community, so people have more in common with each other. That is interesting. I have not thought about that before. Huh. A huge percentage of the people at any given ACX beat-up or software engineers, so... Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And yeah, a lot of sci-fi tie over. Yeah, it's interesting. In New York, it was a ton of finance people. In Washington, ton of lawyers, mm. which is interesting. Yeah, in the Bay Area where, I'm, where I usually go, yeah, that's yeah, AI and AI and programmers. I, is I like, guess that's just who, who shows up. I actually went to the, my first meetups in Amsterdam. Oh, how was that? I, I lived in Amsterdam for seven years, and uh, my husband and I were looking for a group of people. Pretty much everyone we knew was his colleague from his job. He's like, I just want to hang out with someone I don't work with for a change. So, and he had started reading ACX and that was just when the meetup started. So we went out and we met a group of people and it was, again, a pretty like tech and nerd heavy group, but it was an interesting mix of ages and backgrounds. We really enjoyed it. So when we moved back here, one of the first things I did was look for a meetup. You know? And Wes said he'd started to, started to, to run one and then it kind of folded and we that's how i met him and we said well we'll try again we'll, we'll host a meetup awesome no i do it in sacramento and it's hard in sacramento because the acx brand is yeah not uh yeah i don't know yeah not strong in sacramento for whatever reason effective altruism with all the colleges and stuff i think is a much much easier yeah just yeah totally perfect <laughs> sorry 
<laughs> technical error on my part setting up the equipment. Sorry, I uh, no, it, yeah, no, and then it, and then it all came back together. It could fall and it would be completely fine. But yeah, I was trying nerd barbecues, calling them nerd barbecues, but then that seemed like too indistinct, so people didn't know if it was for them. Maybe you might be cooking nerds for dinner. yeah. See, totally. Yeah, no, I'd brisket and pork butt, pork butt, and yeah, smoking, smoking barbecue. Awesome. Are you are you another person in this is this sphere who's into smoking meat? I work. Yeah, Wes's wife is into. Oh, meat. really? And you know, forty-year-old woman, and you need another forty-year-old woman, and you're like, you like to smoke meat too? Oh my god! It's. I worked in high-end restaurants for twenty-something years, so like as a sommelier and manager, and so you go to a lot of restaurant parties, and you're bringing food like potlucks. Yeah, you only bring mediocre crap like once or twice, and then you feel the shame, and then and then you get better. <laughs> are, are you a sommelier? I am. I was for seven years. I don't drink much anymore but yeah no i yeah i am one of the rare not tech not finance not law kind of acx yeah i'm a librarian oh high five i I love libraries they were they were some of my favorite places when i was a kid so thank you for that no i don't work at a library but i'm an archivist i work with old stuff oh I love, yeah, no, love first editions and all the historical things too. So though, again, that's, that's great. No, and everyone, and people read books in ACX. That was one of my things being introduced to it is I didn't have to explain myself as much, which was, yeah, because going up in restaurants, people are smart, but in different ways, generally not quite so academic. And so not a lot of people reading <clears throat> books, or at least if they did, they weren't talking about it. So, but then I found the ACX group and it was, it was, it was very awesome. So Nancy, uh, do you... I'm another non-standard. Yeah, what I was doing was selling buttons with funny sayings that I did in calligraphy at science fiction conventions. How did you find that? I lucked into it. Um, the thing is, one of my friends back in the 70s wanted an excuse to buy a button press. <laughs> and I was doing calligraphy as a hobby, and he didn't want to do it every letter by hand from, uh, whatchamacallit, letter set. Okay. Letter set. And so he invited me in, and then he got a day job. He sold me the business, and at that time, it was relatively easy to get tables at science fiction conventions, and people liked my buttons, and I was the first person to do that kind of a business. Nice. I hope you, uh, I hope you made, made good money doing that. No. Nope. There you, yep, I didn't want to say that. Made, made mediocre money, but it was a more interesting way to make a living than many people have. I think that is. that sounds true to and, me. You know, Nancy Buttons, calligraphic buttons, you know, some people hearing this may have heard of me, but it's... Uh, maybe we can, I don't know if you're technical, maybe we can get on like a, and record a, a follow-up of this podcast. I want to hear about these science fiction conventions back in the day. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah. I, I mean, they were an extraordinary thing. It's, I, actually, this ties into the thing I wanted to talk about, about shared culture. Okay, perfect. Because... Uh, uh, the thing is that science fiction was a much smaller and more obscure thing back when I was getting into it. It wasn't completely obscure, but up until about the 80s, you could read all the new stuff and have time left over for rereading and reading some of the old stuff. And then it just exploded, and there was more than any person could read, and people did not have nearly as much in common. Mm. And rationalists are still in the earlier phases where you can know the big names, read the big names. I think I think the degree of commonality may not be quite what it was, especially with EA splitting off. Mm-hmm. But it's still relatively small and new as cultures go. Yeah, we were talking a little bit earlier about social norms and ACX, especially, and then some of the other groups. But yeah, how they 
the ones there are, they they seem they're they're very strong and very protective of kind of diver divergent opinions. I don't know or dissenting voices potentially. Yeah, this is I think one of the nice things that Scott Alexander cultivates is this sort of civility. I uh, I feel like he has a very humane approach himself, and that at trickles down to people who meet through the blog. And I feel like I could speak maybe more freely here than I can in most other places. I discovered ACX at a point where I just felt like, am I the crazy one? And then I started reading and reading the comments and getting to know this community and thinking like, okay, no, I can have like interesting measured conversations. And it's actually brought me in contact with a more diverse and interesting group of people who have, I guess, more things intellectually in common than maybe identity-wise. That's, you know, I, I like to emphasize that because this, this blog gets a rap for being like, I don't know, very, you know, 20-something male computer programmer-ish. 100%. But we've got all different kinds of people here and some opinions that really have come to inform my own. And so when I'm faced with sort of culture war type issues, I just sort of, I feel much more confident in my own natural assessment of things, having met people who share them. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, no, I can see myself in that as well. And also you get to try out ideas. You find a new idea and then you throw it out there. And then like people who know more than you, like, yeah, maybe think about this nuance. Maybe think about that nuance. Here's some added things to go with, right? I mean, It's true, but also you have to like, you, you can't just... You can't just toss things off around here. Oh, exactly. Oh, exactly. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) It's great. It's great. It makes everything better. I come away like a group of people where I didn't learn something. Maybe not something, you know, earth shattering, but like something. Yep. Yeah, the range of knowledge is amazing. I mean, in recent ACX, it came up, oh, what what farming is like in Vermont. And the ground is full of stones. And you take them out and the fruit... Freeze thaw cycle brings up more stones, and so people build mortarless fences. And you know, I talked about that a little bit. And there were—I've never built a mortarless fence, but there are people who have. And projects, people like yeah, people like have their 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 fixation or their their hobby or whatever, and yeah, actually build build interesting things. You know, I mean, there was a group of people who I ended up in a conversation about how they had a a, a cat or a raccoon and a vat of acid being stripped so they could they could they were they had a side thing assembling specimen skeletons huh so wow uh, yeah they had i was just sort of like okay so you take animals and deflesh them and reassemble them for like scientific purposes like wow okay that's <laughs> that's a hobby that i had not considered no 100 percent. and then someone uh ucx sacramento something she used to do yeah she worked with lab rats like bred them in the facility like white sterile oh. rats and then yeah, stories about that were just had never thought of that. <laughs> I have a lot of friends in science and neuroscience, and they breed animals for all sorts of traits. My friend went from working with giving rats cannabis mm. to giving hamsters specially bred for aggression high doses of cocaine. So huh. the rage hamsters on cocaine <laughs> had to be handled with chainmail gloves and um, oh yeah she she eventually just left grad school just she was just, i can't i can't do this anymore wow rage hamsters <laughs> like cocaine oh totally no that's like the cocaine bear movie it's either this is the precursor <laughs> little cocaine bears <laughs> yep sci-fi there's a sci-fi novel about that someplace but yeah 
Well, yeah. I mean, it seems like people are packing up. We can keep talking, but also, yeah, this has been awesome. Thank you so much for uh, for participating. And I'm serious, Nancy, about the, about talking. I want to, yeah, I want to hear about. I want to hear about the early sci-fi because I, yeah, never been to a sci-fi conference actually. Yeah. My stuff is not exactly early. It's mm-hmm. the stuff that's been established. Okay. For I don't know, twenty years, forty years before I got into it, but it was still relatively early. Yeah, before the explosion. Just a quick question. Do you think Blade Runner came out about the same time as Neuromancer? That was kind of like 82, 83, 84. Do you feel like is that like you're talking about something changed? Do you feel like that was maybe part of the inflection point? It wasn't so much the change of style, although there were changes of style. There was cyberpunk and mm-hmm. earlier there was the new wave, which should not be confused with new wave rock music. They are not connected. But yep. but um I think that the just mere increase of quantity, and I care about the books mostly, but, you know, look at what happened to Star Trek. It started out with, you know, some 50 hours of material, and a whole fandom got built around it. Yep. And, but, you know, they were groveling over these 50 hours again and again, and then all of a sudden there's all these shows, all these books, movies, all right we, we are also uh, galaxy quest just a shout out yeah. you love star trek you, yeah a classic. it is no the fan empowerment all right ending on that note but thank you so much thank you